drop. Each day I saw her, I couldn't wait to see her again. I wanted to let her know that she was more than a friend. I didn't know just what to do, so I whispered, I love you. She said that she loved me too, and then she kissed me. Welcome to This Could Be Gay, a podcast where we explore the gay possibilities of queer things in pop culture. <laughs> I'm your host, Anya. My pronouns are she, her. I don't know if I'm going to say that at the beginning of every episode, but they are. I liked it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this is my guest, Laura and or Wally. I'll probably be calling her Wally. Hi. Um, I Yeah, some people call me Laura and some people call me Wally. My pronouns are she, her, or they, them. I have no preference. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about Grey's Anatomy and, of course, some more Marvel because, you know. That's how she do. That's how I do. <laughs> Let's start with Grey's. Okay. I have so many things to say about Grey's. Um <laughs> So, I mean, you and I both have a deep and abiding love of Sandra Oh. Oh, yes. And um, her character on Grey's Anatomy, Christina Yang, is the, like, baddest bad bitch around. I absolutely adore her. And her friendship with Meredith Grey is a cornerstone relationship of, like, the bulk of the, you know, first ten seasons or whatever. Right. Um... And I really love that as a, like, powerful, enduring female friendship because it's a super important kind of relationship that isn't always given the same weight as romantic relationships. But, like, also, like, they both have disaster relationships. (laughs) For real. For real. (laughs) Um, And they're always coming back to each other, like, like, I'm your person. I'm your person. That's what they, like, say and call each other. And I'm like, okay. Like. <laughs> gay. Gay. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, they, like, need to crawl into each other's, you know, beds and cuddle and, like, have dance parties with each other to get through shit. And, like, I don't know. Like, it just. Like, if they don't. It wouldn't have to be gay. But if it was, it'd be great. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they're one of those relationships that whether or not it's romantic, it is amazing um but that's actually and like that's that's a relatively common ship is you know meredith and christina Mm -hmm. but i want to talk about george o'malley oh (laughs) so george o'malley is like your poster boy like nice guy you know, who has a crush on his female friend and, like, gets a little bit upset when she's not interested back. He's the Xander of yes. Grey's Anatomy, basically. Yes. Um, and he's, like, kind of a sweetheart, but he's also, like, a little bit annoying in retrospect. <laughs> um, but what is really interesting is that the the actor who plays him is gay. Um, I didn't know that. And he was sort of accidentally outed because the actor who was playing Burke Mm -hmm. um, used an anti-gay slur while filming, which is why Burke got written off the show. Oh. And so because of that controversy, 
George, the actor that plays George O'Malley, which I should have looked up, but I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> he kind of was forced out of the closet. Um, and like, he was like very mature and cool about it in a way that like, I don't think I would have been, you know? Right. Um, and I just really feel like they missed a huge opportunity in that show to kind of go through a character who's like never really had successful relationships with women. Like, I mean, his marriage to Callie Torres had like negative chemistry. I mean, like Callie Torres is like amazing and I love her for days and weeks and months, but like they had zero chemistry on screen. (laughs) I never understood that relationship. And like, he was just a disaster. And I think that that so often happens with queer people who like, especially like he comes from like a relatively conservative background, like his family, I'm pretty sure is like Irish Catholic. Mm -hmm. And you know, that maybe they don't really come to terms with that identity until later in life or are really open about it. And so I think they could have really told a good and important story with him and allowed him to kind of work through that, you know, in the story um, and allowed him to play his own identity in a representative way, which I think would be cool. I think in some ways they have retroactively tried to fix that a little bit with Schmidt Mm -hmm. in more recent seasons, um, who does kind of have that Georgia Malley vibe. He's like a little bit, smaller nerdy like brown haired white boy you know (laughs) and so I feel like uh Schmidt is kind of their oopsie daisy like what we (laughs) should have done with George O'Malley a little bit right um because this is this is maybe a little bit out there for some people but my like in the back of my head I would have loved and enemies to lovers arc Ooh. with George and Alex Karev. Oh my God. Right? That would have been so good. I know. Because I mean, Alex Karev has all of the like toxic masculinity bullshit, like overcompensating, like just being an asshole because he's repressing shit about her. Like, I mean, every hallmark of, you know, a closeted gay dude. Oh yeah. Who's just like angry at the world. And so, I mean, can you even imagine how amazing that would have been? (laughs) And that, just to get that, at that point in Grey's Anatomy would have been cool too. Because they've always been trying to cover those things. And they've always been just a little bit behind. Yeah. And it would have been cool to have that on time. It would have been. Yeah. Because, I mean, that started in what, 2005, 2006? Mm-hmm. So if they had done that in the first couple of seasons, I mean, like, nobody was doing that. Right. It would have been revolutionary. It would have been incredible. For what that show is and what it was doing. I know. And, oh, yeah. Amazing. Totally amazing. So that's my, like, I mean, like, Grey's Anatomy has gotten a lot more gay over time. But, of like, course. that's my, like, ah, oh, I wish that they would have done it better early on, I guess. That's, that's... that's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh, man, I should have thought of, like, ships or something. Hmm. I mean, we can touch on the, like, good queer relationships that they have had. Mm -hmm. Arizona Um, and Cali. Arizona and Cali, yeah. And, I mean, we, it's not this idealized version 
of a queer couple, it's like they have issues. They have yeah. things that they go through that are super real. Mm-hmm. Like when um, Arizona loses her leg and, you know, when Callie goes through her shit, it's like, and they're there for each other through it all. It's, yeah, they have their ups and downs. They do. And like... There are some instances in which it is not a healthy relationship. Right. You know, and I think that that's really important. Like, I was just reading um, a memoir um, uh, called In the Dream House that is about an abusive lesbian relationship. And um, the author talks a little bit about how rare it is to see. Like, we're so excited to have representation, like queer representation, but like, it the like representation where it's all like beautiful, perfect love stories. Like, yeah, we want our happy endings and we want our fairy tales, but it has kind of created this myth that you fought so hard to have these relationships that that must mean that they're perfect. Right. Which kind of hides the fact that there's still domestic abuse and domestic violence in queer relationships. Yeah, and absolutely. so to have the availability of, a queer relationship that goes on long enough and is complex enough to show that they are imperfect and they end. I mean, Callie and Arizona end up like breaking up. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and then they have other relationships right. with other people. And I think that that is m- almost more important than having, you know, X, Y, and Z number of queer relationships, but having one that is long and complex, you know, I think that that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, we, the queer representation that we're getting is kind of glossing over that kind of stuff. Like Happiest Season, we all enjoyed watching it, but that was some garbage that she put her through. Oh yeah. And there's no redemption arc. It's just, I've been shitty. I yeah. came out to my family. Like, take me back. Dump her. <laughs> dump for, her Yeah, and go with her out of the plaza. Exactly. That's how that movie should have ended. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, today, <laughs> I'm going to talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So gay. So gay. For each other. Uh-huh. Um, the just premise of the show in and of itself is about both of them, right? Yes. And, I mean, I guess there's no, like, romantic arcs, which is nice. Well, you have that, like, bullshit, terrible date. Oh my god. he tries to go on. I forgot about that. Because Ugh. it's so nothing. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh my god. The most awkward date in the history of the world. It's so bad. No chemistry. Zero chemistry. And he just up and leaves at some point. Right? Because <laughs> she's like asking really reasonable questions. And he's and like, I gotta he, go. He's like, can't answer any of them. <laughs> just walks out. <laughs> A plus. A plus. Oh my god. And Well and he didn't even really ask her out. Like his friend, yeah, adorable old man asks her out on his behalf. Right. And then he kind of Because he's meddling. 
Yeah, because he's meddling. And she says yes. And so, I mean, look, what's Bucking going to do at that point? Be like, no, actually, I don't want to go on a date with you. So, actually, like, no. He didn't really instigate that date. He anyway. really didn't. Yeah, in any way. Um, so, episode two. We're talking when... <laughs> when Anthony Mackie, when Sam... Uh, flies under the yes. the truck mm-hmm. and like grabs um, Bucky. Bucky. I'm blanking on names now, of course. It's okay, fine. so when Sam flies underneath the the truck and grabs Bucky, and then they like roll around in the field, like, and it's almost sensual. <laughs> yeah, and then they he ends up like Bucky is like on top of him, and they have that like they're like looking at each other, and like you're like kiss, kiss. <laughs> when are you gonna smooch? <laughs> And it's like, it's a moment. It's like, the chemistry is real. And, but they like play it off, of course. It's like, get off of me. And it's like, "Mm." whatever, gay panic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) And then, um, I don't even remember what episode this is, but they straight up go to couples therapy. Oh my God, yes. They interlock their thighs. Yeah, the soul gazing. The soul gazing. Like, totally a way to, like, make people fall in love with each other, essentially. Yeah, they, like, scooped up so they're, like, facing each other, but their knees are hitting each other. And so the therapist is like, you have to get closer. And so they, like, both shift a little bit so that their thighs, like, go in between each other's thighs. And it is. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> <laughs> they have that just like, like angry, fiery, passion, staring at each other thing happening. It's very good. It's very gay. It's so gay. Mm-hmm. And it would like it would be so easy. And then you know, Bucky shows up to help into in Louisiana, right? To help his boyfriend. Yeah, and they're like fixing up this boat together. It's so cute. Oh my god. Meets the family. And they like keep trying to make it like Bucky is flirting with his sister and they like make a joke about it, but like he never actually does. Right. He just tiptoes around it. It's like they keep trying to make Bucky straight, but he just ain't. (laughs) He just ain't. He just does not. And um he gets invited to the cookout. Yeah. At the end of it, like they're gazing off into the sunset together. Like, put Bucky their arms around each other. Wraps his arm mm-hmm. around Sam. And they just walk off into the sunset. Like, yeah. I cannot think of a more romantic ending to a show. No. And, like, you don't invite your friend of your brother to every family cookout, but, like, your brother's boyfriend, you invite them to come to a family cookout. Right. Meet the family. Become Uncle Bucky. Like. Yes. Uncle Bucky. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Oh man. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been, this could be gay. And I'm Anya. You can find me on Instagram at Anya Monique. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at This Could Be Gay. And I don't think that Wally wants you to follow her Instagram, but... I mean, maybe. Like, (laughs) if you're cool. Uh, (laughs) My Instagram is Laura and or Wally. You can request to follow me and be judged, I suppose, if you're (laughs) feeling lucky. (laughs) Do 
you gay shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>